Welcome to Pink Noise Posse. This is season two of Amplify Your Gold, and I'm your host, Very Sherry. I broadcast conversations with mindset shifters who are showing up in service of elevating our human potential. This week on Pink Noise, episode 16, the final interview of the season. New father Randy DeRocher shares what he is learning from his child. Even when he was still in the womb, his baby knew that the homeland of his mother in Poland is where he wanted to greet them. And his parents listened. This level of conscious parenting is the topic that we cover in today's episode. It's the topic that inspires Randy to pick up the torch and light fires in the hearts of more kinsmen who believe that a better way of raising our future leaders is possible. Hi, Randy. <laughs> welcome to welcome to season two. Welcome back to Pink Noise. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. And a lot has changed for you since season one. You are now a father. Yes, my entire world has changed. So this journey of fatherhood, Randy, what are you what are you discovering about yourself? It's a great question. I'm discovering how much I care about how the world looks like and feels like for my son as, as he grows up. I care that much more about shaping the world that he's going to be in. And, and while I've, you know, when I was in my 20s, I was super ambitious and wanted to have all these businesses and do all these things. And as I've been on my, my spiritual path over the recent years, I've gotten a little bit less ambitious and more just like content because I, I love myself so much. I'm, I'm here. I don't need as much from the world and I don't need the world to need me as much. And so I've, I've actually just gotten on more, a lot more still. And then now this has provided this fire for me of, oh, wait a second. I do need to change the world because the world's kind of messed up. We're really disconnected from each other. We're destroying life left and right, you know, destroying species, just doing so much that is not honoring of life. Of you know ourselves and all the other forms of life that we share this planet with, and having a child that's going to come up, you know I'm 42 years old, you know that much behind me that the world is you know changing so much. I can see you wanting something different for your son than what you're experiencing in the world around you right now. Yeah, that's an interesting way to put it, uh, because I love my life. Life is really good. And at the same time, I can see how, you know, how much pain there is. And I feel it too. And that's, that's also hard to, to be with at times. And, and I see it accelerate. I see the disconnection accelerate. I also see lots of great things happening. You know, there's, we're, we're in the middle of a great turning here. And so of course the, the polarities are, are getting stretched further, more intensely. As there's, as there's rising, there's also stronger oppressing from the, the current structures and forces. And, and yeah, it just has me that much more motivated to build a more beautiful world underneath the house of cards that's in place. Like we don't have to you know, resist and, and tear down the structures that are there. We just, 
you know, celebrate the, the beauty that is here. <laughs> There's so much. There's so much that life has to offer every single day. It's such a gift. And so having, you know, this little being in my hands, holding him is just a continual reminder of that. And, and as I was saying before, that this helped me to kind of recover that, that thought of it just really lit a fire and really of it's time to move more quickly towards that. And who, whose lives do I need to come in contact with to, to help, you know, like spread that fire, that wildfire through us, through the hearts of other people who care and who, who you know, want to be on this ride together creating this new world that honors life in all its forms at all times. So the spark of passion I'm seeing in you that's been ignited from the birth of your son is wanting other, perhaps it's you wanting other parents to see the opportunity they have to, to be a part of the solution for the world that their children are going to grow up in. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It doesn't have to be limited to just parents because we are all involved with the incoming generation. We're all connected, right? So whether you're a biological parent or not, you have this opportunity to be welcoming new life into the world in a different way. And so that's, that's the part that has really come clear for me through the you know, through the process of conscious conception and being with this, this being as he was in the womb and now here with us in our home of welcoming life in a different way. And, and you know, he, he's closest to source. He's just come from, from source. And so it's really a, a shift of listening and just listening that much more deeply of, okay, how can we see life through, through his eyes? And what do you think happens then when you see life through his eyes? What, is that, what does that give you access to? What doors does that open? Hmm. When I'm holding, when we have these beautiful eye-gazing eye-gazing moments, and there's ah, this communication that happens. It's on a different level of insight. And it's really just about being in touch with life. What comes through when I tune in to this new being? I just know it's about inviting others into a different perspective, a different way of listening. I had this insight this morning around taking some action steps around bringing this forward, this project forward, around ascension parenting, conscious parenting. And I, and I, for me, it's an evolution of conscious parenting. I'm so thrilled that conscious parenting has gained traction and there are more and more people who are looking at that. And for me, it's yes and to that of, okay, yes, we're aware of 
our own trauma patterns and, and all of those things and how those show up and, and what's happening and, and learning about the, the, the development and the ages and stages and, and all of that, uh, which conscious parenting is about. And then it's taking it a step further and really listening to this being that's coming in in the way that, that my partner Kasha and I have been communicating before the birth and, and that led us to, to, uh, to give birth here in Poland, even though we didn't fully understand that. But it was very clear this is where it needed to happen. Yeah, that, that deeper form of listening. To me, it's, it's similar to when I go into a forest and I can hear the hum of the forest. Or if I'm at a creek or a river and I can hear the, the choir of angels, there's this like incredible like, ah! And just being completely immersed in nature and in, in what it is, is, is that, that tune of life, of life itself. That's what I feel when I, when I hold my, my baby, my arms. I'm really admiring what you're seeing in this experience, what you're willing to slow down and tap into, like this invitation and, and you accepted it. The way I'm being guided through this is, is basically just to, to shine through and share, like I'm sharing with you now more and more of this, this new way of looking at and experiencing life. You know, from conversations that we've had before that it's the reason why I saw an opportunity after season one to collect the like-minded practitioners who I'd interviewed and, and gather them together to create that, that team, that widening of a circle um, a group of like-minded practitioners who want nothing more than to elevate the human potential of others. Yes, 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 that. And that's why I'm so excited to be part of Pink Noise Posse. And it's funny, you said the widening of circles. That's something else that I've just joined now is a program called Widening Circles. And it's a similar thing of bringing together uh, space holders. It's about finding other leaders that want to do this. I know that it involves community. It involves people who care about life and about children and about what this world will be like for the next generations. Um, I imagine most of the people that are listening to this type of program or have heard around how many Native, Native peoples, First Nations tribes um, talk about seven generations. Like they make decisions based on what the following seven generations, they steward the land based on seven generations. And you know, our Western culture has not done that. Industrial, you know, industrial revolution kind of threw that out the window. There are millions and millions of people in the world right now that are all leading movements or, or offering programs or practices that is really all about that, about coming back closer to life. I know that I'm here to involve other people in that as well. It's not a, not a solo project for me. 
And it's mission critical. I mean, the planet is revolting. That That is what's happening. The Mother Gaia is saying, pay attention, you know, citizens of Earth. Can I throw you another natural disaster? <laughs> can I create another virus that can just demonstrate how overpopulated we are and how much you're abusing the resources of the planet? So it's critical that people like you see their part, ask others to join, and create wider movements. You were telling me you've been doing some one-on-one heart whisper sessions. Do you want to share any more about that, that line of work that you're doing? Heart whisper sessions are beyond frameworks and modalities, and it's really dropping into the presence of the heart and in listening. And so it's this deep listening to life. And so it's a co-created space like you and I are in right now of being in presence and an invitation to touch and be seen and heard for those longings, those desires, those needs of the heart and of the soul. And those come through in that space. And I show up as a guide to to listen with you and walk side by side and just unpack that process and really to witness. What do you imagine will happen for a person who unlocks their own heart wisdom? Magic. Hmm. Hmm. Magic of life. We get to see and experience and feel the magic of life. Part of that process often is pain. Often it's sadness, guilt, shame, other emotions that are, that are there on top or, or even sitting down, down low that they haven't, haven't acknowledged. And so often what the heart wants is for those emotions to be seen and heard be acknowledged. And when that happens, space is created around those emotions and the inherent joy is, is allowed to bubble up. And it's, and it's amazing to watch that happen in the course of a session. People meet themselves and, and have these parts of themselves, these, these ways that we uh, separate, compartmentalize, these, these emotions, these parts, you know, younger part versions of ourselves or, um, you know, voices of other people in our lives or whatever that have, have kind of gotten stuck in, in our body and in our, you know, in our, in our mind and repeat these, these patterns. And so when this pain can be heard of, of living that, which is taking us away from our, our authentic self, you know, what our heart wants in every moment, because our heart is present. Our heart is always present. You know, it's the stories that get in the way. And so by having this space to be able to, to, for the story to be heard, to be seen, to be witnessed, it creates space for what's here and now to come through. 
I'm really inspired by the direction you're going, merging your heart whispering sessions, your previous heart map science work, all integrated into this experience you're having with Ascension Parenting. And I'm watching these, uh, you weave all of these parts of yourself together. And there's no doubt in my mind that there's going to be a beautiful ripple for your future offerings. Thank you for that, Terry. We're very touched hearing that. Yeah, the ripples. You mentioned that word. We've talked about it before. And that's such an important part of everything I do. And you know, having the awareness that everything that I do has a ripple effect. And many of those ripples I'll never see or know. And so that also requires a lot of trust, trust in myself and trust in life to just keep showing up. That's the tricky thing about the ripple is that you don't get to know the impact. And so validation doesn't come externally. Validation has to be infused from the inside out. There has to be an internal knowing and confidence that you are doing your life's work regardless of what you hear for feedback. And I, as much as I know this to be true, I still fall into the same trap of wanting external validation to keep me on my path. And yet it's the internal validation that must be met for us to keep showing up in the way that, in the way that our spirit is guiding us. My business is called Guided by the Heart. And for this year, well, this past year, so 2021, um, I had a, a mantra that came through a process on the first new moon of the year of I am guided. And it was after a full process that revealed that. And I've just discovered that I, I continue to learn what that really means to be guided by the heart. And for me, the heart is the doorway to the divine. This is my connection to spirit. And yeah, that doesn't require any external validation. It just means keep showing up, keep being of service. And it, it also intersects with what we were talking about earlier as far as intentionality of living and really being completely aligned with my intention. Every thought, every word, every action. I'm showing up aligned. What advice would you have for a listener who is resonating with the need for more of us to wake up and care about the impact that citizens are having on this planet. You know, how we're leaving it for seven generations. It's a beautiful philosophy to stay focused on the impact of seven generations. I love that you uh, found that in indigenous teachings and that you're carrying that forward in your work as a white person, 
I think that's really essential that we look at our ancestors and the people who came to land before us and how, how they uh, thrived before interference. But getting back to the advice for our listeners, maybe I'll cut all that out. I'm just, I'm needing to wrap up our, our session. And what I'm trying to get to Randy is like, what if someone is listening and thinks I want to be a part of the solution, but I don't know what impact I can make as an individual person. And you're talking about listening from the heart and being guided by the heart. So what are a couple things that someone could do to pay more attention to their heart and listen to what's guiding them? Beautiful question. It's asking the question and letting go of, you know, not being attached to what shows up. It's really getting into that space of, of allowing it to come through. Right. So one, one simple practice that I love to do with, with clients, with, um, with friends, even sometimes, what brings you joy? What brings you joy? What brings you joy? Ask that question over and over again and just watch what shows up and let it be a stream of consciousness thing. Like I said, underneath those, those other emotions, you know, there's that inherent joy of life. And sometimes it can take weeding through quite a bit. And you know, we've all had different, um, you know, backgrounds and everything that we've been through. In the question, you also gave what I think is a, a very smart response. It's, it's really about listening to the heart. And that can, be, that can be challenging when, especially if we've lived through trauma, and then slowing down and listening to the heart can be painful. And so when that shows up, acknowledge the pain. Acknowledge that it's there. See it. Allow it. I'm hearing you talk about um, a need to be graceful with oneself in what shows up if they choose to slow down and listen to their heart, that if they've had experiences in the past that they're going to live also in the heart and to be with what shows up is essential in integrating it to not have it stay in the shadows but to accept that and bring it with them and have it inform the work that they're here to do we, my wounds are teachers. They, they become gifts. So I know how I can serve better. Absolutely. Well said. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with me today. Thank you, sir. How might you behave differently if your actions were measured with a seven generation impact device? It's not about us or our comfort, or ease of use, or familiar habits because that's what we were raised doing. It's about adopting the ideology that our actions have a ripple. I took a hard pass on the breeding lottery and never had a child of my own. 
It's only now, at the age of 52, that I think perhaps, maybe, (laughs) I finally developed enough self-awareness to have the empathy and compassion to do my best job. I love this idea of imagining that your child is already having conscious thought about what they want long before words are formed and that by tuning in and listening as Randy talked about, the child can feel included in the decisions that impact their life. I truly dig this level of agency and sovereignty being offered to little people. It certainly was a foreign concept when I was young. If you're starting out and want to learn more about conscious parenting, I'll include Randy's contact info in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, keep mining and shining the gold within.